Good morning, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Snap Decisions podcast. I am the host with the most, your Marvel Snap DJ, and I wanted to chat today about something very different and something that um, does tend to come up a lot when I have guests on the show. We discuss it sometimes when um, <clears throat> when I'm on Twitter. I see it a lot when I'm, you know, just talking about the game in general. And I thought it was important to come on. Now, first off, I'm going to preface this with a few things. Number one, as I always start my shows, uh, I wanted to just say a big shout out and thank you to all of you listeners who listen to my show. I really, really appreciate it. Um, Can't tell you enough how much it means to me um, that you do. And of course, all the guests who've been so kind as to come on my show. Uh, Please check out the episode I did yesterday with Zal Snap. Uh, He's amazing. Uh, Check out his channel. Such a positive dude. Uh, We talked about everything from Star Wars to wrestling to cards. I loved it. Uh, So please go check that out. That's on my YouTube channel. Um, If you haven't done so, head over there and subscribe. I'd really appreciate that. It's free. It doesn't take any money to do so. So if you're on YouTube anyway, just go over there and do that for me. I'd really appreciate that. Even if you don't really watch it there and you listen mostly here, it's all good. Um, I'd, I'd really appreciate that as well. And leave me some comments here, too. I really love to hear from you guys. I know some of you have, uh, and uh, thank you very much for that. But thank you for listening. It, it means the world to me. I've got some really special people coming on uh, in, in upcoming shows as well. So um, <clears throat> I know it's a little weird when I do two a week, right? Um, but I apologize for that. This one is, like I said, going to be very, very different. I'm not going to go over cards and stuff like that. I know we have uh, Proxima coming out. It's the last week of the Black Order, but I spoke about that on the on the uh, show last night with Zal. So if you want to hear my thoughts on that, you can head over there to that. The reason for this is because I was listening to another uh, show, The Snapshot. It's uh, it's KM Best's uh, podcast, and I got an inspiration uh, from it. Um, very, very good uh, podcast, by the way. I listen to it every week, uh, along with some of the others. But uh, very, very good discussion uh, today about the game in general. And, you know, you can't help but but talk about the, the hot topics of Marvel Snap when you do this kind of thing. And one of the hottest topics out there is um, is the whole situation with the meta and, and Hela and Lockjaw and Thanos, um, you know... It, it tends to get to the point where um, people are – they get angry. They, they get upset. Um, you know, and listen, I, I just – one of the reasons why I wanted to do this is because I've been playing card games since oh, – Probably, well, I mean, if you want to count like poker, when I played poker when I was, you know, 12 and 13, and you want to go back even further than that, and, you know, and I was playing gin rummy with my grandparents when I was, you know, nine or 10 years old, uh, back in the the golden age uh, in the 1970s. I guess you can count that too, you know, but but even back then we played games like Old Maid, right? We played games like Go Fish with cards. We, You know, my grandparents, that's what they did. That's what they played with me. We didn't have a lot of games other than that. We didn't have the video game. 
games. We didn't have all this kind of stuff that a lot of people have today. So, you know, we had to do those kind of things. You had some board games like checkers and, you know, there were some of these classic board games around forever, like the game of life and Monopoly and stuff like that. Sure, you had those. But, you know, generally when I was with my grandparents, they played cards, right? Every weekend they'd get together with my with uh, my parents, my aunts and uncles, um, and they would play uh they, they would play card games at the kitchen table. The kids would be outside. Me and my cousins would be outside playing. And they would be in the kitchen playing uh, Pinochle, right? Okay, this is a game. Now, I never learned how to play. It looked confusing as hell. However, <laughs> and this is why I wanted to talk about this, because I want you guys to understand that getting angry, tilted, and stuff like that with card games, I want you to, first of all, realize that it's normal. Don't think that you're alone. Don't think that it's a bad thing that sometimes you get angry about stuff and then later on have regrets and say, oh my God, why was I angry about this in the first place? It's so stupid. Um, but I wanted to just to know that the reason why the kids would leave the house and play outside <laughs> is because they would be, they'd be into this game for about an hour or so and the screaming and yelling coming from the kitchen where they were playing this game. Oh my goodness. The only person I would never hear raise their voice was my grandfather because God, God rest his soul, uh, one of the kindest men you'd ever meet in your entire life. Never, ever, ever did I hear that man raise his voice. I'm sure he did. My mother tells me he did. Uh, but I I never heard it. And, you know, but man, oh man, the, the yelling and screaming I'd hear coming from they weren't playing for money. They weren't playing. They were playing a, a friendly card game <laughs> and they were getting tilted, right? So getting upset because they weren't winning or getting upset because they weren't getting the hands that they wanted to get. This goes back centuries, guys, centuries. Okay. So I wanted you to understand that first and foremost. All right. It's a human emotion for all of us to get upset and angry when we lose. This is just something that happens in any kind of competitive atmosphere whatsoever. Now, you can you can certainly avoid it, right? And and the way you avoid it is you just don't play games, you know? And that would pretty much include almost anything, right? Now, I've gotten to the point where like I'm a, I'm a video gamer. I I enjoy playing video games, but I've gotten to the point in my life where I don't like the competitive ones. I I like the stuff that'll tell me a story, right? Where I can go play through it doesn't, it's not a pain in the ass. It's not hard to do. Um, and it tells me a story and that, that's kind of what I like. I'm just kind of mellow like that. I, I don't want to be, you know, out there with everybody else in the thing, shooting people up and all that kind of stuff and, and, and getting killed and having to run back. I, I did that plenty, plenty, plenty with World of Warcraft. Um, I was at main tank in raids and I was the first one dead. And I was, uh, you know, it got to be such a regimen, you know, okay, we got a raid tonight, you know, so I got to be on at seven o'clock at night and I got to be on till midnight every night and, and, and five straight hours of just going in with this big group of 20, 30 people, me being the main guy, which was, was pretty tough, and then getting in there and just getting my ass handed to me over and over and over again for what? Maybe two pieces of armor once you finish that raid over and over. And maybe you don't finish the raid and you just die time after time after. So, I mean, you want to talk about getting upset and angry? It's like, 
you know, there have been times when I do that five hour thing. Now I have a family, I have a two kids, I, you know, and I'm sitting on the computer for five straight hours a night doing this and I'm getting nothing out of it. Nothing. Uh, maybe you get a little loot drop, you know, every now and then, or you get, they throw you a bone, but if something drops, you know, they like to, they like to armor up the main tanks, but if something drops and it's not for a tank, if it's for, uh, you know, a magic user, if it's for, you know, whatever other class it is, paladin, monk, then, then you're not getting anything out of that, <laughs> except for sitting there with a sore hand from pressing buttons uh, and stuff like that. So listen, I, I've been there, okay? And I've been, I've been there, I've done that, and, and that's why I wanted to talk about this, because this, this, you, this is just everything. You know, you want to avoid it altogether, I guess you just got to stop playing games, because it's really the only – every game that these guys are going to come up with down the line, and this isn't going to be the end of it, my gosh, people would get tilted over Candy Crush when you don't get what you want. And what do you do? You pay that 99 cents to keep going. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Uh, and it's every single one of these games. Like I said, you, you're – I mean, you, you know, unless – like I said, unless you find something that's really, really not in any way competitive. Like I said, you know, I, I used – I love the Telltale games on, on uh, video game systems. The ones – like they did Walking Dead. Uh, they've done other things. I like those games because you very often don't die. Because if in those games you choose a path in a storyline. If you choose the wrong one, yes, you get a different outcome, but you don't die in the games. There's really very little action. So that's the first part of this. But now I wanted to go back to my magic playing days because um, – and what really brought this on too was when I was talking last night with Zal. Um, I started playing magic a long, long time ago. Uh, paper cards, right? I, I, there was no digital magic when I first started playing. Um, we got in, if you go back to the history of magic, um, it, it came out, it was actually released in Pennsylvania. Uh, the gentleman who, uh, uh, Richard Garfield, I believe was his name. Yeah. Um, he, he came up with this game, uh, in a college in Pennsylvania and, um, I didn't, we didn't get into it. The only reason we did was because of my, my friend's comic book store. Um, he would get books and stuff in, of course, but then, you know, he would get like cards and stuff like that. He had the Marvel, uh, <clears throat> the Marvel trading cards that you can collect and, you know, so he would just get some different things that he would sell in the shop. And then one day we, we, uh, you know, I'd visit, I, I would go to his store. Oh my gosh, I was addicted to books back in the nineties. So I'd go there like two, two, three times a week to hang out. And, uh, you know, one day we came in and he's like, Hey, I, you know, I, I got this new game. Uh, and it looks kind of cool. I opened a couple of packs and just wanted to see what it is. And he was basically the one that got us into it. And so we started, you know, we, we got hooked. Uh, we went over each other's houses and we were playing games because we didn't really know anybody else who played. Um, and but we, we really started to enjoy it. So he kind of spread the word. Right. We, we told he told me I told some of my friends and he told some more of his customers in the store. And it turns out that, you know, it, it started to get pretty popular. Now we got in uh, the sets that they came out with. There was an alpha set that very, very little people got. Very little people. In fact, those cards couldn't be played pretty much right after in any big like formats or tournaments because they looked different. They were smaller and they had rounded edges. Um, then they came out with a beta set. Now the beta cards uh, were black bordered instead of white bordered. Um, and they were really, they were allowed to be used because of the fact that they looked like the rest of the cards did. They had, they had square edges. And then we got in around the set came out that was called unlimited. 
So the unlimited set were white bordered cards, but basically reprints of the beta set that came out. Beta was so hard to get that they did another another version of it just so people who were getting in on the game could start to play these other sets. Now, in the meantime, there were other sets that would come out. There was uh, Legends, which we got in right, right in Legends, too. When Legends first came out, people were still selling the packs of Legends. And we got in, I guess, at the tail end, probably, of the Legends set. So we were able to go out and buy packs. And even then, guys, these packs were selling for 15 bucks a pack. Um, even then, because they were so rare and, and the game was so hard to find uh, around. So, um, but we did get in on it. You know, I, we, we would take our money and we'd go in, we'd buy a box and we'd split the boxes and we'd sit in the kitchen of, of someone's house and open up our cards. Um, so uh, what I would do uh, with Magic, now we would go, once the tournaments kind of started, right? There was a little place that we lived by who started um, magic tournaments. Just this little shop uh, that he started and, and just decided to start opening up to, you know, tournaments and having people come in. And a lot of times we wouldn't, you know, the tournament started later on. A lot of times we we would just go and hang out. We'd go down, we met some other people who played and we would just have friendly games in the shop and, and just play each other and, and all that kind of stuff. And then the tournaments came a little bit afterwards. But that said, um, it was just a fun thing to do. Uh, meeting new people, meeting new friends. I still have friends to this day that, that I met back then playing Magic. Um, and it was just fun. Um, but where I'm going with this is I what, what we would do when we started going to different places that started having these tournaments, we started to see older cards. So that was really the first time I started to see anything because we're opening up these new cards and trying to make decks out of these new cards plus the unlimited set, which we were, which we were still able to get. But even then, we weren't able to see some of these older cards, these really broken cards from Alpha and Beta. Well, when we start going to some of these other tournaments, a lot of these dealers that were at these tournaments had the old cards. And so what I would do is I would purchase, every time a new set would come out of Magic, I would buy a box, right? I'd buy an entire box of cards. Um, and they, they weren't, they were not cheap, man. I mean, even back then, 70 bucks, 75 bucks, 100 bucks sometimes for a box of cards. And I'd open all my packs and I'd put them all together and, I, and I, I'd try to get up as much of a set as I could. And then uh, we, then at the tournaments and stuff, we would trade each other for cards and stuff, which is a really cool experience, by the way. And I think that's one of the things that these digital cards kind of lack is the the ability to meet other people face to face, to go in and say, hey, I, I, I've got a bunch of these cards. You have one of these? Can I trade you? It was just fun. It was just, and I'll be honest, in the tournaments when I would play, if I lost, I'd go around and for the next like two, three hours while people were playing, and that's what I would do. I would show everybody my cards. We would look through each other's binders. We would, we would trade cards with each other. And that's how we would acquire the sets. And it was just a good time. But when we'd go to these other places, I would buy like the box of cards. So I would end up with a lot of doubles. And I'd end up with doubles of rares and stuff like that. Well, the dealers at that time wanted the new cards because the newer cards were hot. The older cards were not. These older cards would sit on the shelf. No one really wanted them because... You know, they they really they wanted the great newest best thing. Now the tournaments we played, they would allow us to. They were they were. I think I can't remember the name. I think they were unlimited tournaments. I don't remember, but they would allow us to play with any cards we had. Right now, as you go in Magic, then they started to ban and restrict, and a lot of these older cards weren't able to be used in tournaments anymore. But for a long time, they were. So. 
I traded for what they called the Power Nine. All right. The Power Nine were broken cards. Broken cards. Extremely broken cards. Okay. The po- most popular one uh, is the Black Lotus. Now, a Black Lotus was a, an artifact card where you play it, it was zero to play. Okay. Zero to play. And it would give you three of any color mana that you needed. So mana, of course, is your lands or your, you know, your colors that you play. So black, blue, white, red, green. And laying that down would would give you that for free. So completely broken, right? And then you had these cards called, they were gems. So you had a gem for each land. You had a Mox Jet, which was black. You had a Mox Pearl, which was white. You had a Mox Emerald, which was green. You had a Mox Ruby, which was red. And a Mox, uh, I forget the blue one, (laughs) Sapphire, which was blue. Those were also free to play. No, I'm sorry. The Lotus was three to play. Sorry, my bad. The the Moxes were, yeah, yeah, see, it's going to escape me now. But the Moxes were free. The Moxes were zero. They would give you one of each of your lands when you would tap it. So again, a free to play card. I don't remember, the Lotus could have been zero. I I can't remember now. But in any case, I'm gonna tell you my first, okay. I I came up with a deck. Now my deck was was black. I I never played anything but black. Never, ever, ever, ever. In In all of my career in Magic, I never varied. I found some cards. And made a discard deck that would basically make your opponent discard all of their cards, like their cards, right? So you're messing with their hand. It's very similar to Snap. Like, you know, when you, uh, the most I compare it to in Snap would be like Silver Samurai or Black Bolt. When you make your opponent discard their hand, okay? My whole deck was based around that. My whole deck, like I said, it was straight black. And what I would do, there were cards that would make your opponent discard, let's say, two cards randomly okay so if i play that card i would get to choose two cards from their hand so i pick one pick two they discarded both now it's random because i can't see what it is but i'm still taking two of their cards away okay then there were cards that made them discard maybe one card um of their choosing okay there was also a very broken black card called the mind twist which was one black to cast and then X cost. So you can do this with as much as you wanted, as much mana as you had. So I could, so here's my first, my first turn with this deck that I played in a tournament against another player. There is also called a card called a dark ritual in black. A dark ritual allowed you to cast for one, for one black mana and it gave you three black, Right. So it gave you all this mana. So you can kind of see where I'm going with this. I ended up casting in my opening hand, okay? I had a Black Lotus, mana. I had a Mox Jet, mana. I had a Dark Ritual, more mana. I had a Mind Twist, which takes one black mana plus X. I literally made a player discard their entire hand. Their entire hand, you start the game with eight cards. They He played a land, I played a land. I discarded their entire hand on the first turn of the game. Gone. Gone. So basically, the rest of that game, they top-decked. They, that, and that was all they could do. Now, there is also another card that I played to add an insult to injury. That was called a rack. 
You had two artifacts. One was called a Black Vice. The other is called a Rack. They were very obnoxious. The Black Vice penalized you for having more cards in your hand than seven, which I'll get to that later because a buddy of mine found out how to manipulate that really well. <coughs> Excuse me. And the one that I used, the Rack, penalized you for having less than three. So if you have less than three cards in your hand, you are taking a damage for each card that you have less than three. Well, this guy had zero. The very next turn I put, or no, on that same turn, I put down a rack. So now he's taking three damage per turn. You have 20 life. He's taking three damage per turn every turn for at least. Now, now sure, he can start to, yeah, if he, if he starts, but he can't, he can't play cards. So if he picks three cards, right? Yes, it stops the rack damage, but he can't play a single card for the next three or four turns. Now I'll tell you, <laughs> you want to talk about obnoxious. <laughs> I mean, this, and, and I think it's great because when I talk about, when I talk with guests many times about going back in card games, right? And this came up with Nerf Herder. Um, and it happened when, when I was, when I did my podcast with Nerf Herder, I had been a little bit tilted because I was getting beat a lot that day by, by Hella. And I even let him know that. Um, but then, you know, he, when we, t- we mentioned this, and he mentioned back to me, he said, oh, he said, yeah, well, you kind of, you know, imagine how that other, other, the other player felt that you, you know, and he, and he's hundred percent right. I have done this to others as well. And, and so you have to kind of look back and remember all of this stuff, right? That yes, it sucks to lose, right? And yes, it sucks to lose to sometimes what we consider things that are broken, but you got to remember this was going on for years and years and years in card games. And you're going to find it in every game you play. Um, and, and, and that's why I'm, I'm telling you guys this story today. And I'm, and I'm telling you some, some other things I'll, I'll talk about my friend's deck, right? He found a way there were different archetypes in, in magic, of course, just like there are with snap. One of the archetypes was, okay, my deck was at the time called hand destruction. Because basically, I was dumping their hand. I was getting rid of my opponent's cards so they couldn't play. He found a great one called land destruction. Now, there's two things in, in magic you need. <laughs> you need a hand and you need land. And in fact, many, many magic play- games that I remember playing. You want to talk about getting tilted? <laughs> when you got stuck with no land, you, you draw your cards, right? You're, you have your deck. And you're shuffling your deck like you would a game of poker. You're shuffling your deck up and stuff like that. And we play with these fancy little clear sleeves on our cards so they wouldn't get ruined, right? So you're shuffling them all up and stuff like that. I even got to the point, you want to know how far I went into this? I got to the point where I even got a deck shuffler. I got a a deck shuffler like a poker deck shuffler, which would shuffle my cards for me. Because I used to start to think that my shuffles must suck. Because so many times I got mana, we called it mana screwed. And you'd shuffle, you'd, you'd pull out your first seven cards and you're, you're praying to yourself, let me get a good hand. And, and either you get a hand of no mana where you are absolutely screwed. You, you'll find a spot in your deck that just is all cards and no lands. Or you get a hand of all land and no cards. <laughs> so it sucks. It absolutely sucks because you know you're losing the game. Now the land with no cards thing, you could kind of maybe work yourself out of. But if the other person starts to play and gets rolling right away, you're you're screwed. You're you're just done. So my friend came up with a thing where I'm gonna destroy all the opponent's players' lands. 
dude. <laughs> I hated playing him because if he got going, you know, we had cards called the sinkhole in Magic, which was black. Two black uh, destroys a land. Um, we had a card called, we had even a land that destroyed lands called a strip mine. You put that in play, it gives you one mana, but it also, if you decide to sacrifice it, it blows up your opponent's land. We had a thing called uh, Stone Rain, where it would destroy a card, a red card that destroyed a land. So he, along with all of these hugely powerful Mox cards and Black Lotuses, is playing all of these other cards that are just wrecking your land. So if you happen to be in trouble with mana, right, and, and lands, and you get one or two, he's sitting there blowing them up. So then you, you're screwed. You can't play, right? <laughs> Unless you're playing with these moxes and not everybody had them, especially the people who just started. So sometimes we're there with these big old cards that are broken, playing against young kids that maybe just got into this game that are 16 years old, 15, 16, 17 years old, and we're destroying them, destroying them because they don't have the cards we do. And it's ins- like, so, <laughs> you know, I, I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and, and the way he won. That black vice card, he'd throw out one. He'd not only get you where you had no land, but then he's throwing out one, two, three black vices. You're taking eight damage a turn. Dead. Just just done. And a lot of these tournaments we played in were single a limb. So, you know, as kind of like Snap, where you're playing ladder, it's single elimination. You're one and done. And then you go to Conquest, and it's it's different, right? Well, this is how Magic was. You're playing in a tournament. A lot of those tournaments were single limbs. Some were double. And you could kind of play in a loser's bracket when, you know, that was when we had like bigger crowds. But most of these were single elimination. So you come up there like, you know, and, and, and it happened to me, but not as often because we had a lot of these broken cards. And, but these, these younger kids are coming to start playing. Imagine what they felt like. They have their small collection of new, mostly newer cards. They're trying to be competitive and come out and have a good time. And then next thing you know, they're playing against people like us that are playing these obnoxiously broken decks. And they can't win. They can't win. They just came to lose. And I can remember now back then, you know, because again, I was reminded of it. And sometimes you forget, right? You, you, you forget about a lot of these memories and stuff that you have. But I can remember, you know, grandparents would, would come and bring their kids. Parents would bring their kids. And I'm sitting there and I'm playing them. And then, I'm, you know, after it was over... Sure, I enjoy winning and you want to win the tournament. But then I see these kids packing up their stuff in their bags, their their small binders and their small collections. And then, you know, their parents would they they their parents would come back and they just have their heads down and they would leave. And it, you know, it sucks, right? And that's why after the games are over, a lot of times these younger guys, because I was I was in my 30s, right? I I think. Yeah, it had to be like probably late 20s, yeah, late 20s, early 30s, you know, and these kids were like 16, 17. But then what I would do is because I knew I had a lot of cards, right? And I knew some of these kids didn't. So I would sit with them and stuff afterwards and I would trade cards with them and, I, and, I, and stuff like that. I would try to give them some pointers and things and I would try to trade them some cards that would maybe make their decks a little bit better that I had extra of that I knew I could give up. Um, so... Going back to those days, and I can remember, man, I can remember, you know, I would get angry when I would lose, uh, mostly for the fact that I didn't draw any land or, uh, you know, things happened. 
I'll, I'll tell you a very funny story. And I think I mentioned this on a podcast. <laughs> Two, actually. I mentioned this on the Nerf Herder one, I think. Two situations in Magic, which were ridiculous. My very first big tournament we went to was in a mall. And I can remember, you know, we were in a pizza place. There had to be 50, 60 people there, which was insane. Because we, we're used to playing in this little shop where you maybe have 10, you know, 12, you know, and stuff like that. But this was huge, right? And this was when we first started buying stuff. Now, this was even before I got these broken cards. So I'm, I'm going down there and I've got this deck all ready to go. And I'm thinking I'm Mr. Big Guy, right? I have like all black deck. I'm ready to go. I'm playing, I'm playing these huge creatures, right? I'm playing this creature called Lord of the Pit. It's this big 7-7 seven, seven It's awful. It's one of the worst cards in black. <laughs> but I just didn't know. I didn't know. I thought I was going down. I thought I was going to compete, okay? I play my first game. My first game right? I'm all fired up. We're waiting, you know, we're getting our numbers. Okay. We're getting paired up. We're sitting down. I look across from me. I'm playing this guy. Now he's probably a little older than me. He might be in his thirties. I was probably in my, you know, mid twenties, late twenties or so. And he sits down and I'm nervous as all get out, right? I'm nervous as hell. And I, you know, I'm, I'm sweating, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting and I'm shaking, trying to play. And I'm a 27 year old guy, right? Now, I, you know, I'm a manager of a store. I'm 27 some years old and I'm, I'm shaking, ready to play this game. So I'm sitting down, we sit down and, you know, we shuffle our cards and, and the judge says, okay, it's time to start. We start playing. Uh, he puts down a land. I put down a land. I put down a dark ritual and a, and a creature. Dark ritual, of course, lets me play because then I put down a creature. I'm thinking, all right, I'm, I'm off to a pretty good start. He puts down another land. <laughs> he plays two cards. He plays a channel, a card called the channel, which allowed you to, I, 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 it's a green card, so I don't remember it very well. But in any case, he plays two cards on me and kills me in one shot. One shot. It was called the channel and a fireball. A channel basically allowed you, now you had 20 life playing magic. It allows you to channel your life and make them into mana. He channeled all of his life into a big fireball and killed me right off the bat. Right off the bat. I was in that tournament for probably all of five minutes. After getting so fired up, to, and we had to pay to play. So you want to talk about getting tilted? <laughs> there it is. My, you know, my wife is in the mall. I tell my wife, hey, go shopping. You know, you could shop around for a little bit. I was in the tournament for five freaking minutes. And I got channel fireballed by this dude. And I didn't even know what the hell the card was. I didn't know what, what it did. And I'm like, you mean I'm done? <laughs> He's like, yep, game's over. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I was so, I was furious furious i wanted to just take my deck and throw it in the garbage and you know and then there was another play i had a card it was an artifact called a chaos orb and this thing was uh you you would, you take the card and you, you had to perform an action with the card like a physical action you literally had to flip the card in the air and when you'd flip the card the card would would spin around and whatever cards it landed on of your opponents were removed from the game so if your opponent had their cards in, in small little piles, which they usually did, you use this thing and you could literally devastate their, take out every card that that thing touches. I flip my card. I'm getting all ready, right? Making this big obnoxious play. My, my opponent has all these cards out. I'm thinking, yeah, this is going to be fantastic. I flip the card. It literally doubles back and hits all mine. 
I blew up my entire board in a game that I was winning. So it, had I not done that move, I would have won the game probably anyway. Again, tilted. <laughs> my friend that had the land destruction deck, he got into this so big. Now, now uh, his name is Dave. Dave was a much better player than I was. He was just, his decks were just better. I was just so steadfast on playing that one type of deck. And it just didn't match up well with his land destruction deck. I tried so many ways to think of things to counter it uh, and get cards in my, in my deck that would, but it just never worked out. And I, and I ended up having to change the shape of my deck and make it a completely different deck, and it sucked. But... My friend Dave, when and he would win almost every single tournament we played. He was just just very good, and his decks were just better than mine. Um, and there was this, there was a time where he had lost in the championship. Uh, we were playing a bigger tournament in the in the store that we had been playing in for a long time, but this tournament was for a, a, a decent amount of money. And so he was the favorite going in because he was ranked first and stuff like that. He didn't he he didn't even have to play in the first round or so because it was, you know, he he bought he had a buy basically into the second the second round. And he got to the first the, the last round and he got beat and he got beat by a kid who was a lot younger than he was. Uh, which is, you know, it's, it's not a thing about age, but it was, you know, when you're older you're kind of expecting you should win especially for as good as he was. And he and he lost. He got so tilted and angry. He took his cards. Now, these are cards that he ended up selling his card set to get a down payment on his house. Okay, this was back then. I, I, I cry my eyes out, literally, and figure, figure, figuratively when I see what these cards cost now. But we, him and I would have been millionaires. No question about it. <laughs> but he took his deck and he threw it in the garbage. Got so mad got up out of his chair, pushed the chair and took his deck and threw it in the garbage. In the in the garbage can in the store that was probably filled with with uh soda and with uh you know things like now he, of course he added it in a deck box, but he threw it in the deck box in the garbage. And it took us almost 2 hours to convince him to pick that out of the garbage can. And and he basically saying I'm done. I'm done. I'm never playing this effing game again. Sorry about the language. Um I, I'm just done. Right, so you want to talk about tilt, guys? This was happening years and years and years ago, <laughs> and it's going to continue to happen years and years and years from now, and and way past the time I'm sure that I'm off the planet and gone. Uh, it's going to continue to happen as long as there are games, because this is just how it is. You're only going to ever in a match have one winner and one loser. It's that way with anything, sports. Uh, contests, games, anything that is of a competitive nature, you're most of the time going to have a winner and a loser. And so when you're playing, just think about this. You have at the beginning of this game that you're playing a person, you have a 50-50 chance. You have a 50-50 shot. You're going to win or you're going to lose. Not great odds, right? You like to think that your deck is better. You like to think that maybe you're a better player, but you got to remember this is, you know, we're, you're playing against completely random people. So when you're playing snap, you're, you're logged into a queue. Now, maybe it's not completely random because it's, it sometimes does go by your collection level and, and, and other factors that they figure in there. Um, I have the displeasure of having a really high collection level. 
which isn't probably the best thing to do now that I look at it. Um, so those of you who are kind of maybe just starting out in a game or, or, or you know, or playing the game, uh, you know, playing it kind of newer, you know, be kind of careful with how much you might want to quote unquote whale because it kind of can hurt you. Because my collection, I'm, I'm at 24,000. I'm at 24K collection level. And I, I know that that probably hurts me because I'm playing against probably way, way better players maybe simply because of the collection level that I have. Um, you know, I, I don't know a lot of the inner workings of that, but that could be. So you're starting off with a 50-50 chance, right? And then maybe as you start to play the game, you're starting to see that you're up against a deck that may not be very conducive to what you're playing. You know, with me and my uh, one-track mind about playing Galactus, um, you know, I may start to play and I may start to see their first two or three cards thinking that I'm screwed because there's no way I'm going to beat this. Um, I may come up against a deck that just ramps out quick, high-powered cards, and especially where Galactus is now at a three-power, um, that's not going to work. <laughs> so you just you just know, but... But of course, see, this is what differentiates the good from the bad and the good players from the bad players. And what it is, is when you what you have to know most is you have to know what your deck does, how good it is. But you also have to know when your deck isn't going to win. And this, you know, I, I've talked about this with so many people on my show so far. Obviously, Gunny uh, and his rules for Snap, uh, which are tremendous, and and uh, you know, and so many others that I've spoken to. But this is one of the keys to this game, and this is what makes this game a lot different from others. It's very much like poker, in the fact that, and I go back to the gambler, the Kenny Rogers song: "You've got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run." It applies. It is very, very much applicable in this game. More than almost anything. You could know what your deck does in and out, up and down. Know how the play line goes, your ultimate. But, but what you got to know even more than that is when you're outmatched. You've got to know when you know that you can't win. And here's the problem that I find myself having. And I'm sure maybe a lot of you listening to this do as well. You kind of always want to feel that there's a chance. Your, your mind is telling you, I think I can do this. I still can win this game. Even though, you know, looking at that board, it is such a shot in the dark. But you still think you have the ability to win this game. Guys, I'm going to tell you, you probably don't. You probably don't. Yeah, you may pull a rabbit out of the hat. The, your card that comes up next may give you that slightest odds. That one in a million shot card that you might think you have. But again, you don't know what your opponent's still left to play. But you might think you're going to draw that card and win that A-Cuber with that one card that you can think that you have. Guys, this goes back ages. This goes back to poker. So many times, people in competitive poker, when you watch those guys with the sunglasses and stuff on TV, 
on ESPN. They used to have poker tournaments on there all the time. They lose because they don't know when to fold and when to walk away. And I'm telling you, that is that is probably, to me at least, more than anything else, the key to this game. And if you don't know how to do that, you're gonna you're gonna suffer for it. You're gonna suffer for it. And I and listen, I, I am right there with you. I, I speak to you guys, I'm straight and honest and upfront with you. I, I have never hit infinite. And I know that that's part of the reason why. I have I, I you know I've never gotten an infinity uh, uh, an infinity border. And I know that's part of the reason why. Because I don't know when to walk away. The competitive nature of me tells me to stay in. The competitive brain tells me you can win this. You got to shut that off. Somehow, some way, and and many players much better than me are going to tell you the same thing. Lambie talks about it. Gunny talks about it. Uh, you know, so many players that are out there and all these wonderful and amazing content creators play this game much, much better than I ever will. And they all talk about it. But the thing is, you got to listen and you got to ingrain yourself and go up against your natural habits of wanting to win. Because Snap is a game that punishes you for necessarily wanting to win because you're staying in against the situation where you should not be. Very similar to now in Magic, you could fold, right? People could fold or people could concede. I think the word was concede. So people could concede, but even going back to the beginning of my story, when that guy that I played had no cards in his hand, to start a game, I had an item out on the on in play that was going to damage him four damage a turn. For the next three turns, it would take so four, eight, twelve. He would be down to a score of eight, eight to my twenty. Sitting there with maybe three cards in his hand, if he could play any of them, because he had no mana on the board, or he may end up drawing three mana. Now he could, and he has to lay those down, like I said, or else he's taken damage from that card that I had in play. Even at that time, and he was a pretty good player. He didn't concede, and he should have. But his competitive nature in his in his head told him, "I have a chance." When he had none, he had no chance to win that game. I would do it with my friend Dave. When he and I would play, we, you know, a lot of times we would, we would practice and play over his house and stuff before tournaments. And I can remember sitting there and he's destroying my land, land after land after land after land. And there I sit. And instead of saying, ah, I can see, man. Nope. I'd sit there, hope upon hope. That was a friendly game, so it didn't matter that much, right? But I'd sit there hoping that I'm going to pull something. No, I'm not conceding because I'm gonna get a dark, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a swamp, a land, I'm gonna play it, I'm gonna get a dark, I'm gonna get a dark ritual, I'm gonna play that, I'm gonna get something out on you that's gonna beat you. No way, no how. It wasn't gonna happen. Did I ever win any of those? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So 
this is why I wanted to talk about this today because tilt is is listen don't we we all do it I get I've done it I had to go on Twitter and I had to apologize for mine because I ran I, I went on a rant and all I'm going to tell you about that is a couple things I've learned with the socials if you're feeling angry and upset it's perfectly fine it's perfectly a normal reaction to do that about winning or losing anything right what I would tell you is and a very very smart person who was a football coach at the time um said a very, very smart thing. And that is, don't hit that send button before you think about it for at least 30 seconds. Very, very smart. He told his players this about social media and the the drawbacks of social media. And so what I've started to do with myself, and listen, we're in a very tilty kind of meta because, you know, with, with the hella stuff, it's, it's, it is a little obnoxious sometimes. For me too, I'm right there with you. You know, you're, you're playing, you're thinking you're doing good. And next thing you know, you know when hell is coming. You see the Black Knight pop out, boom, there goes a discard. You see the Infinite go, you see that the, you see the Lockjar, you see the, and you know when it's coming. You know when it's coming. But the thing is, you feel like it's very difficult to, 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 to do anything about it or stop it. Now, I've been playing a deck that's doing pretty well against it. It's, it's, uh, it's a Darkhawk deck, but it's because it's doing well because it stops a lot of their draws. Not stops, but it clogs a lot of their draw, draws with rocks. And then you have Black Widow and stuff like that. So it kind of slows them down from getting the cards that they want. And I found that that works kind of well. But when you get to the point of where you're just off the wall tilted, um, you've lost so many times and guys, I learned this lesson the hard way when I, when I was getting up to infinite and I was so close, I could taste it. I was at 99 and I, and I learned this lesson. Um, when you feel yourself getting that way, guys, stop, you know, stop what you're doing, put the phone down, put the game down, put the computer, the, the, whatever you're playing it on joystick, whatever it is, you know, put the, put the, put the mouse down, Take a deep breath and walk away. Walk away. Like Kenny Rogers used to say, know when to walk away and know when to run. Walk away. Put the game down and walk away. Go do something else. Go, you know, whatever it might be. Maybe you have some errands you want to run or, uh, you know, you're, you're, uh, you, you, you've got, you know, you, maybe there's a good show on TV you want to watch or a movie or um, call a friend or, or, or go for a walk. Just, just get away, just get away because ultimately what we got to remember, we all love this game. It's the reason why I do this. It's the reason why I play is because we enjoy it. However, when you are not necessarily enjoying it, when it's getting to you to the point of where you want to throw your phone down Or like my buddy did with his deck, throw his deck in the garbage. It's time to stop. It's time to stop. It's time to walk away. And guys, and this is what I loved. And this is what I said inspired me with it with Cam Best Snapshot today. You know, he he talked about taking a couple days off. Put the game aside. It'll be there when you come back. You're not going to you're not going to miss out. I get it. You know, you're playing for goals and maybe you really, really wanted to hit that infinite, right? You wanted to hit that infinite this month. 
But like something Nerfurter said to me on my show, and if you didn't listen to that, do. It was very good. He said only a certain small percentage of people even hit infinite. So when you hit 80 or 90, you're still in a very small percentage of people. And you got to remember, guys, while it's hard to know that when you're when you're going face to face with someone on a phone. But there are millions and millions of people that are playing this game. You're just a one in how many millions of people that play. So pat yourself on the back for the small goals you do hit. If you get that card at 60, that, that you know, you get up to 60 on ladder and you get that variant. Pat yourself on the back. You you are successful. You did a good job. If you're if you're just starting on ladder and you get to 20 or 30 and you reach a milestone, man, feel good about it. Celebrate it. Celebrate it. Because you know what, guys, we're not all going to be those guys that are going to be on the infinite ladder for several reasons that I've talked about many times on this show. But you know what? You should be having fun. You should be having fun. You should be getting some enjoyment out of this. That's what games are for. When Ben Brode and Glenn and all those guys created this game, I I can tell you that they weren't thinking about people getting riled up or people getting tilted because of their game. They were thinking about the joy that people are feeling that that they're they're fans of Marvel, they're fans of card games, and all the joy they're going to get playing this game. That's what they were thinking about. They weren't they weren't trying to upset people. They weren't trying to get people pissed. They weren't trying to ruin people's days because they're not hitting a goal or hitting ladder or whatever the case might be. And I've told you, there there's so many factors that play into all of that. The amount of time that you play is a big one, right? Some people just don't have that. I know I don't. So the little bit of time I get, maybe an hour or so, you know, if, if I end up on a losing streak at that time, I'm like, well, shit, this sucks. You know, this is all the time I have to play this today. And I'm doing nothing but losing and this blows. And I get it. I totally get it. And like I said, if you got anything from this today, and I, and I hope you did, um, this was just me just being honest and just me, you know, trying to compare yesterday to today. But see, what well, for me and the lesson I learned is I got to go back to my magic days and I got to remember when I was the one that was maybe one of the top players and I was the one who was, you know, you know, just just beating up some of these other decks because I had just that better of cards and I had cards that weren't necessarily accessible to other people and which which did give me an unfair advantage. And I was the one that was doing that. And sometimes you have to look back and you have to remember things like that when you're getting upset now because, listen, (laughs) I'm a 54-year-old guy. The chances of me probably beating someone in anything type of game situation, and not just for my age, but just because of the fact that like it, it would be like me playing a young younger person, you know, maybe in their in their 20s and stuff like that in a game of Madden. They're going to kick my ass because I just don't play it. 
I, I, you know, when I, when I was playing Madden and I don't really anymore, but when I was, you know, I'm playing a game or two, maybe a game here and a game there and that's it. So many of these younger folks that, you know, they're playing tons and tons and tons of Madden. It's like second nature to them. So for me to pick up a joystick and try to play Madden against somebody like that, I'm going to get crushed. (laughs) It's just how it is. And, but yeah, I, I really hope um, uh, that you got something out of this and just realize that we're all in a similar boat with, 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 uh, with Marvel snap, you're going to win some, you're going to get some wonderful wins, some, some eight cube wins. You're going to get some big wins. You're going to, you're going to accomplish goals. You're going to get things regardless of what that goal is. Like I said, if it's, if it's making 30 or 50 on ladder for the first time, or if it's getting that variant that you get at level 60, or if it's getting the 500 credits that you get at level, uh, 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 70, or if it's getting the, the goal at level 90, whatever the hell it is, guys, pat yourself on the back. You accomplish something may not be exactly what you were reaching for, but Hey, not all of us are going to always reach that. That's just the way it is. And don't feel upset about it. And as far as getting tilted goes, like I said, put the game down, walk away, go get yourself some lunch, <laughs> go get yourself, go, go, you know, go, go spend some time with a, a family member, a friend, a pet, whatever, go for a walk, um, and just get it out of your mind. Um, because honestly, in the grand scheme of things, we're all just doing this because we love a game and the game isn't always going to love us. And that's just how it goes. That's going to do it for me for this one, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. This was a very, very special episode of snap decisions. Um, I will be back next week with a very special guest who I'm going to announce pretty soon. As soon as we confirm, um, I'm going to try to keep on doing that. Uh, some announcements and stuff like that I've got coming up for the show again. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of you. I'm sorry about the, uh, I know I had a show out just last night and I have another one today and people are like, what the hell is he doing? He's putting out all this stuff. I don't have time to listen to everything. I wanted to do this while it was top of mind because a lot of times I just don't get to, to, to sit here and just talk. Uh, real talk about 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 the game and stuff like that that I feel um, and I wanted to just do that because I think it's kind of a thing that not maybe a lot of of people do um, otherwise uh, you know we're always kind of getting into that thing where we're talking about the newest card which by the way comes out in like 40 minutes or so so enjoy Proxima if you're getting her um, you know, that's what we all do, right? We talk about the upcoming cards. We talk about the, the patches. We talk about the, you know, the season as a whole and variants and this and that. And it kind of gets a little, yeah, it kind of gets a little of the same thing over and over. So I wanted to do this as a little something different, uh, just to get out there, uh, and, and to do that. So, so I hope you enjoy it. Uh, let me know if you have any comments and, uh, yeah, guys, uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate all of you. And uh, please leave me any feedback that you would be so kind to do. You could do that on Spotify by leaving uh, little remarks on there or on, I'm sure on Apple Podcasts, you could rate it. Um, please do that. Also, make sure you sub to my YouTube channel if you want to check out the video content. Check out the Zal Snap video, which I did. Great guy. Um, check that out. We had a blast talking about so many, so many things. 
but otherwise, you can find me here on X at Snap Decisions 53. You can find me on YouTube. Um, I'm always around, right? Like uh, like Superman in uh, that in that some people think a really bad uh, Brandon Ralph Superman movie, but like he used to say, I'm always around uh, if you ever want to chat about stuff. So have a great rest of your Tuesday, guys, and hopefully I will see you on the next one. Stay safe, be kind to one another, always, please, and don't press that send button until you think about it for at least 30 seconds. Have a good one, guys. I'll talk to you soon.